done a just the crew, just the crew roundtable in a oh while. Oh my gosh, it's I'm so excited about it because I we're in between seasons right now, and it was the perfect break. Like I feel like we absolutely needed this. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure for us and our listeners because they're tired of our. 600,000 minutes of things oh, this yeah. year. No, absolutely. They're totally sick of People us. People are trying to catch up. They're trying to catch up. So this is like a break. So for everyone to catch up, because we just finished our entire listener request episode, and some of those women you have never heard of before, but you should absolutely know. So catch up on that. We're just going to be chatting Christmas. So you we're, can... we're bopping around. Yeah, we're bopping around. But this is a special roundtable edition that you're listening to of Herstory on the rocks with Katie and Allie and oh, and Jake. And Jake, yeah, producer. Oh, producer. producer. I'm here. Yeah. Guys, we have our producer here, a.k.a. Allie's husband, a.k.a. my brother, a.k.a. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Quite, that's quite an introduction. Uh, I mean, might be the best producer that exists. I think so. That also does nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know, though. He did get our recording back that one time in the. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah you really yeah, just yeah. got to come through every once every in a while once and in save a while. the day. Just and like then Rudolph. That's all you need. Just like yeah. Rudolph. <laughs> just. <laughs> Uh, so everybody knows tonight's random round table <laughs> is we watched the 1964 claymation special of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And we couldn't be happier. We couldn't. <laughs> we, we really did it in. And it is, it's a great in-between special because this is just the trash of Christmas movies. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, well, that's not. <laughs> Is it it's the not, best? It's not you go think? overboard. I mean, well, um, I think our listeners, though, our listeners might be busy forging weapons out of iron. Yeah, because they have to fight this movie on every ground. Right. So therefore, <laughs> we have to tell them what the characters look like because yeah. they can't Google it. They no, you can't. Time. And if you've never seen this, then right. you need a visual in your head. So um, we're we're gonna get a little. <laughs> Physical, physical, physical. Jake, you didn't join it. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 just right at the end there. I thought I'd, thought the I'd jump in. So everybody's going to pick a character Ooh, and describe okay. them. Uh-oh. Uh, I have chosen Way to Clarice. spring this on me. That's Perfect. fine. Wow, I wish okay. I could have prepared, Allie. All right. <laughs> I wish you could see what wow. I just did, everyone. I wish you could see it. I'm prepared. So I'm picking Clarice. Uh, she has a Minnie Mouse bow mm-hmm. and lashes to the oh moon. Oh my gosh! To the moon. <laughs> the lashes are they're insane. like they're like producers' lashes. True. He's oh, the best you. lashes. <laughs> mm. And uh, she's a doe, meaning a female deer. A female deer. <laughs> and that was a sound of music joke for <laughs> yeah. for those who don't know. They right? did know. <laughs> she's medium brown complexion, <laughs> and um, so everyone knows this is a very important fact to me. Male reindeer drop their antlers in November, leaving them without antlers until the following spring. So all of the uh, reindeer pulling Santa Slayer females because they don't drop them until they have babies in the spring. Hold um, on. I don't think that's correct. Wait, what? Uh, shut up. 
It is correct. <laughs> Male I, reindeer drop their antlers in November. They shed their antlers. No, 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 yeah, no. but don't does not have any at all? No, no, no. Does doe <laughs> reindeer do have antlers? <laughs> does do, okay? Do do. Do do. And they're a littler. They're no, like a little So here's thinner. the thing. Uh, the, Google it. Also, Google it. there's Google no it. way that every year male reindeer yes, shed they their... do. No, 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 no. The, how, how could you have these old bucks with these enormous, like, 10, 12, you know, 18 point All bucks? All I'm saying is males drop their... <laughs> I mean, I enjoy that you're reading this off of a piece of paper. But In November. Was... Jake, Listen. Wikipedia knows, okay? Yeah. I Googled that's it, and that's what our podcast is famous for. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> Clarice has a mini mouse bow, and all of the reindeer pulling Santa's sleigh are female reindeer because they have antlers in the winter. Okay. So I just wanted you to know. Right. Donna, I, I will say this is not consistent with this movie, but okay. I that's mean, real life. Can, we can all Google it after. I'm right. I'm right. Katie, who do you want a physical? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm guessing that Jake wants to do Yukon Cornelius, the actual <laughs> I, hey, you hero do of you, the movie. If you want to. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do know that's your favorite character. If you want to do Yukon Cornelius, you do you. No, it's fine. I will describe Rudolph because he's very basic, um, except for one thing. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Is he medium brown complexion? The antlers he drops every year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like Beyonce with secret albums. Um, he's just dropping <laughs> Lemonade. them. <laughs> Lemonade. Mm. Um, so Rudolph is, um, he's a brown reindeer, um, and he is born as a small fowl foal, um, but he has something a little different about him. Um, he has a bright red nose. Would you say that, it glows? I would say it glows. Everybody calls it shiny, and I wouldn't agree with that. I would um, call it like I would call glitchy. it literally electric. <laughs> like <laughs> what? And it, it makes the worst noise of all time. It literally goes. I'm sorry for your ears. I'm so sorry. Um, it makes a terrible noise. But that noise. wasn't as bad as the actual. It wasn't noise as bad the as movie. the actual noise. But they um, also sell toys that make that noise. Horrible. And uh, they must hate parents. Ugh. Um, they're all part of the Baroness Club, as I like to say. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> <laughs> terrible joke um so uh but yeah he um has little tiny like buddy bud 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 antlers in the beginning um but then he simbas himself as ali will tell you later and he grows antlers like big boy antlers um he sang a kuna matata he did he, he got did. he walked across a log ate a couple of grubs um and, uh, he became a vegan and he was having a really good time um so he got his big boy antlers <laughs> I'm sure that's how he would describe them. I think listen, so. I have a certain bra I call my big girl bra, so like it's fine. <laughs> okay. I mean, all of mine are from Target, so I don't know if I can say that. I have one fancy bra that I call mm. my big girl bra, and I'm like, where is it? But where right. do you wear it? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Every Thursday. <laughs> all right, producer. All right, producer. <clears throat> All right, so uh, I, I mean, I guess I'm doing Yukon Cornelius because to. he is just fantastic. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, my, you know, certainly my favorite character in the movie. I think Katie maybe mm -hmm. feels the same way. Uh, he is uh, just a, a portly a, fellow, a Nordic, a Nordic redhead, <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. A he true Viking. I will say he is definitely a true Viking. He's he's a Nordic redhead. He's got a very solid mustache, although mm -hmm. it's a bit. Uh, 
triangular. I, 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 it, I it's say, very angular. I would say I don't that it's know. not curled as much as twisted. It's it goes. Right. I feel like the mustache goes. <laughs> yes, that is the perfect sound for his mustache because I don't know how else to describe but it. Kinda it kind of ends in a. <laughs> <laughs> It's an aggressive mustache, is what we're saying. I would agree. It's so very it is. Aggressive. He's got an aggressive mustache, a very solid uh, millennial beard he has going on for sure. I'm rubbing. And it. he just dresses like you would assume a uh, a cold I mean, weather prospector would dress. It he's, looks like he nice just left up. REI. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, I've never been to the North Pole before, but I just got an REI MasterCard and I'm here and for I it. And I have 10 miniature poodles yeah. and we're going <laughs> on a trek. As you can tell, Katie really wanted I'm to so describe sorry. Rudolph. <laughs> she was super excited about describing Rudolph. I just feel like Not really that much somebody interest. Somebody had in to Yukon describe Cornelius. Rudolph because nobody knows what he looks like. <laughs> um, yeah, so Yukon solid, you know, he's just a solid Nordic redhead with a, a good mustache, good beard, and yeah. uh, and he loves licking his pickaxe. Oh, he and really that's, does. That's really mostly what you need to know about a him. Nice pink tongue on that man. And I mean, that man, I mean, if you're Too not much. getting hot on Too those much. licks, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I mean, the sound effects, I just, I really want to see the person in the studio. <laughs> Those the Foley effects. artist. <laughs> I want to watch that. Where's the behind the scenes on Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Doesn't exist. Okay, is everybody ready for some background? Oh no! As soon we, as we no, get we rid of this cocktail. 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 Okay. Cocktail. So, friends, as you can probably already tell, we had our cocktails while watching Rudolph. Um, and for this evening, I made something I'm liking to call the Blushing Reindeer. Oh, blushing. So it's, <laughs> That's what he does. He is blushing. <laughs> Just like Clarice. Um, so this is kind of like a champagne tequila delicious mess. Um, so it's tequila, um, pink cranberry juice, because you can't get white cranberry juice anymore. That's why it's blushing. Um, and then you do coconut cream and triple sec, and you shake that all together. You want to shake it together really, really well. Um, and then you pour it into a glass and top the whole thing off with champagne and garnish with fresh cranberries. Um, and that is the drink. And I... Let's have it. I enjoyed it. Cheers. 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 I mean, it's creamy. It's fizzy. What more could you want from a cocktail? You're not getting any complaints from this side of the table. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, That's I, good. I like the the coconut adds a, an interesting because I I taste a lot of champagne, um, but the coconut gives a nice flavor. I like yeah, that. it also gives it a um, a little bit of an unwanted texture at some time. So you might want to feel the you know field for your. Oh, well, we'll coconut see where this cream. goes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Krista will tell us where it goes. Miss Krista will tell us. Miss Krista is the um, only person who cares about our she's cocktails. She's also the only one who's going to listen to this, probably. Uh huh. She, um, yeah, she loves us, and she's going to listen, and we love you. I hope that on Christmas Day you take this one output and play mm. it for your children, Miss Krista, and let people know that. Let's gather around the Christmas tree, friends, and listen and listen to, the to fact two that drunk assholes from Baltimore. That is in thirty-nine countries. <laughs> This has become a real Christmas tradition in some households. Some households. That we not all care for Miss Krista should be all. Doctor Misty, (laughs) Emily Hill. Oh my gosh, Maura Tess. 
Yeah. All of our friends. Hashtag history. Hashtag history. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, sorry just if we're play missing this you. around your tree if we're talking to you. I feel like Elsie Marshall is a person that we know. <laughs> Do you hear what I hear? It's Sazzle, Hersher and the Rocks. Sazzle number 42. 42. There now, you go. do people listen to you because of this or in spite of this? I don't I'm know. Not a little of both. A little of both. A little of both. Okay. Okay, everybody. You ready for the background? It takes two to make a thing go right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Allie, can I please get a little background on this delightful short film? This Aired Sunday, December 6th, 1964, which I need everybody to know. Is that something. today? No, it's the third. Oh, well. But I do need everybody to know something special about December 6th. <laughs> that in real life, it's oh, the yeah. first day that I went to Open Bible. What? I. That is the day we met. <gasps> the day we met. <laughs> the, the <laughs> December day we 6th. Met. Guys, stop. Not 1964, stop, but. Stop. Stop. So, yeah, so it aired Sunday, December 6th, 1964. It was a stop motion animation television special on NBC. But wait, what year did we meet? Was it 94? Six. Oh, no. Six. Are you sure? Yeah. I was three, so do All the right. backwards math. <laughs> no, how old were you? Backwards math is subtraction. <laughs> oh, just math. Oh. All right. Wait. I'll be- I-, I believe you. Okay. Yeah, I sense. believe I can fly. <laughs> Woo! I believe I can do some math. It airs on NBC. General Electric sponsored it. GE. Jack right? Donaghy. I mean, shocker. Jack Donaghy. I mean, they're here. Greatest they're here. TV character Last of all time. Eh. Um, okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to argue me on that, we've got a long <laughs> podcast ahead of us. Uh, we can't do that. So. Uh, the special was based on Johnny Mark's song by the same name, obviously Rudolph, uh, which was based on a poem by his brother-in-law, Robert L. May, that was written in 1939. <laughs> sounds so like a, a thief, Sounds to be like honest. a one-upper. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? So I mean, you always, did that pretty well, but let me show you how it's really done. I'll take your poem and make it a song. <laughs> I've always wondered what came first, the Rudolph or the song. I always wanted to know, like, Ooh, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, who actually was the song first? Was the story first? So that's the backlash. And the, then Burl Ives said, I'll take your song and make it a movie. And let's talk about Burl Ives for a second. He was the <laughs> Can we please? Been waiting for that it's all day. It's all I've ever wanted. Burl, Burl Ives, Ives is the only American actor voice. Everybody else in the show is Canadian. <laughs> Allie, don't even fucking tell me that. I love that. Everybody's Canadian. Oh my gosh. Who are they? Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy? Um, Unfortunately, the actors at the time didn't sign residuals because like people didn't do that. But some years based on ornaments, pillows, blankets, clothes, all that shit at Target. Some years, the show has made $100 million and the, the actors have gotten... Who gets this money? I'm actually shocked. I'm shocked it's that low. $100 million seems a so year? low. A year? Jake, oh, they have oh, a per year. Yeah, they have year. a month. Oh, okay. They have a month to make $100 <laughs> I million. I thought she was saying dollars. since 1964 no, they've $100 million. made $100 million. Some like, years. that can't be right. Some years. Okay, so just like. Okay, so wait. 
it was first aired by NBC, and then in the 70s, CBS took it over, and they digitally remastered it by 2005, and whatever. You play it every year. But there are only three shows that get played every year multiple times, and there are Charlie Brown, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and obviously Rudolph. And then <laughs> in 19-whatever, there was a 50-year anniversary of it. Oh, 2014. There was a 50-year anniversary, and then they made postage stamps. <laughs> of Rudolph in 2014 for the for the actual thing the I don't know this is crazy I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> so then then the whole point wow. is here's the point <laughs> wait can we get to the point please I'd like to know the point what's the point though and magic is the point so <laughs> and magic. So here's, all right, here's uh, quick poll: Who guessed that? Who guessed that Anna Magic was Misty the point? Benz guessed that Anna Magic <laughs> was the point. I like that. I also didn't realize what you were saying until just now. You're saying Anna Magic. Yes, I thought you were saying and a magic. No, I didn't know, and that is something I would say. But also a magic. Okay, I'm, this is literally the end of my. Okay. Thing. Okay. Right. I swear to God, I'll be done. Animagic is what they use, which means puppets plus claymation in stop motion. And it was like kind of produced in Tokyo. They like wow. took it over there to produce it. But then in 2007, someone found that they were in possession of one of the original Rudolph puppets. Oh, no. So one of them. And the antique roadshow said it was worth $8,000 to $10,000. <gasps> However... It sold for $368,000. That's a lot of green. Oh, my God. I thought it was going to be something bad. No, it was great. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was going to really fall flat. They, I literally I, I thought they were going to be like, and the puppets all had like swastikas on them. And no, I was going to no, be no. really upset. They That's found a puppet went. and they sold it for a lot. Good. Good for them. Sound financial investment. I mean, that's the whole thing. That was it. That's all I have. That's all the news I have. If you guys are looking for financial advice on this podcast, it's go find things. Have fun. Stop, producer. (laughs) Nobody wants you here. Except for me. I want you here all the time. You two invited me here. What are you... (laughs) Because you live here, Jake. Okay, you're practically begging. I, Stop calling him Jake. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just hang around every time My you guys are recording. House. Okay. So, guys, okay. let's talk about this show. If you guys live in a different country or you've never seen this, I don't know. It's how, on YouTube. But I don't know how far it is broadcasted. Okay. But yes, it is on YouTube. If you need to see, <laughs> YouTube this, goes everywhere. I don't know if you can get on your YouTube antennas out in are you judging Ecuador. Me? Are you judging me? Are you judging me? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's how I set up my notes. I set it up as the different characters, the clauses, the reindeers, and the elves, and then the journey. Okay, so the extras. Wow. No, the, the miscellaneous. <laughs> the miscellaneous is what you're referring to. M-A-S-C dot? <laughs> All right. I mainly, most of my notes revolve around uh, quotes from, okay. from the movie. So, guys, the, let's start with quotes. the clauses. Katie, give me what you got, girl. Okay. Um, I wrote clauses? <laughs> I wrote, I love Mrs. Claus. I love that she has dark hair and she's not like an old bitty. She's kind of like a young, hot mom. And she's just like, I'm just trying to make my, my husband. Actually, she's not a mom. 
technically. She has no babies. She has no babies. She's just like, I'm just here to feed my husband some good gruel. Um, and <laughs> I feel as if yeah. Speaking of which, the opening scene of that movie, like the first thirty seconds, it's, she feeds him a meal that literally looks like a pile of shit. It's terrible. Um, but also, I just want to make an extra note. I didn't realize that like the entire opening sequence was like newspapers that like no one references. That's after the most that. outrageous opening <laughs> I've seen like, in a movie. In oh, a there's very absolutely. Long it's time. like this is the 1993 Blizzard. <laughs> it's like you know. Everybody references the blizzard. Oh, yeah, they're like, yeah. we got to set this um, up. Like, it's I. So, the person who is living with me right now just the other day was like, Man, it felt like a nor'easter out there. I was like, A nor'easter? Are you Marty Bass? Are you Marty Bass? <laughs> Excuse me, Marty Bass. Um, <laughs> it was so I, I was like, I'm gonna let that slide, but that really made me laugh. Um, but anyways, I love that Mrs. Claus has like dark hair and not gray hair, and she's like kind of hot. I she doesn't have glasses, which no. is something you expect of Mrs. And Claus. she's also wearing like purple, I feel like, the whole time. Um I mean, but it yeah, is. Yeah, she's also not in, like, like a red a, and white. Yeah, no, she's like, no in red a and white high neck, up. like she's in a very weird outfit. She kind of Mrs. Claus outfit. She kind of looks like a Victorian maid. You know what I'm yeah. saying? She kind of has that vibe. But um, she only has like three lines in the whole movie, and they're like, eat, eat. The elf song isn't that bad, eat. <laughs> um I also wrote, actually, speaking of the elf, elf song, um, gosh, where is it? Oh, Santa is a salty bitch. Um, <laughs> so if nobody knows what we're referencing, there is a scene where the elves have performed and put together this song. And what is this? What is this? We song are entail? Santa's elves. Dun, 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 dun. We are Santa's elves. They worked very hard on There's a full chorus. There are instruments. Um, they have a very limited range of movement. So this is hard for them. And everybody should know um, that all the female elves are wearing pink and yes. all the male elves are wearing blue. Because yes. Um, and that's what's supposed. It's supposed to be Allie. Okay. <laughs> That was supposed um, to happen. And so they're singing this song and Mrs. Claus, I don't know why I keep wanting to call her Martha, um, but she is just like having a ball. She is like, this is the best shit I have ever seen in my entire life. Mrs. Claus and is just Santa is literally like, oh my God. And you can see him and he's throwing his head back and he's leaning in his chair. Could not get out of there faster. He could not get and. <laughs> Is he the Joffrey? What is his is exit Joffrey? line? What is his exit uh, line? I have that Jake. because, again, love the quotes. <laughs> and Santa says, hmm, it needs work. And then he I leaves. need to go. <laughs> That's his, I need to go. It needs work. I need to go. <laughs> and he's not going anywhere, mind you. Yeah. Where is he going? To not deliver Christmas presents? He has one job a year. But then He's not even making the but toys. But then Mrs. Cole says, what does he know? It's beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. that's such a And to be trait. fair, it was not. <laughs> so I thought this for for the longest time I've thought, well, c- clearly they gave this awful performance. But then when you watch it again, you're like, okay, the singing was good, but they were supposed to have this whole like dance coordination sequence with it mm. and they show them just screwing that up the entire time. So they did like completely uh, just they fucked up the entire thing and you know what, Jake, that's I why love... santa is like no this is garbage i love your attention to detail i raised you better than this i didn't elves. notice 
I was only paying uh, attention to the no. singing. I didn't notice <laughs> I the choreography. Your problem. I think if somebody is doing stop motion, they're going to move every character so they're kind of opposite of each other. No, they do that on purpose to show that they're messing up the sequence. You think it's on purpose? Yes, because you okay. see the lead elf who is, you know, Buddy the Elf in, in past yeah. form. Uh, they show the lead elf getting frustrated as they're getting the motions wrong. Mm. Now, quick question. Should we give everyone an overview of the story really quick okay. before we overview. get into the rest of the okay. characters? Allie, I'd like you Me? to take it away. If you don't know, take you're going to know. <clears throat> take it away. Because I feel I like we're know. getting into these small details. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's going to happen. Okay. That's this. going to yeah, happen. For sure. Main characters in the story. You have the clauses, you have the elves, and you have the reindeers. And what is happening is Santa has to get his toys out on Christmas and he is relying on the elves to make them and the reindeers to take them. And uh, as that pursues, we have a little fella named Rudolph who is born to a very successful family, but he is not what they want. He's a misfit. He's just a misfit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have an elf who is attempting to make toys and does, is not good at that. So he wants to be a dentist. He's a misfit. <laughs> He's just a misfit. And then the two of them are misfits together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be sung every time, it but I, does. you know what? Okay, I'm not. Do you want to be sued, yeah, Jake? Do you want to be sued by Rudolph? I don't think so. So what happens is the people who are unhappy with their current position, <laughs> position, <laughs> I feel like I'm. <laughs> yeah, I think you just said magician with a P on the front. And they decide that they're going to go out on their own because obviously society has rejected them. So they go out on their own and then some random man who doesn't care about society is like, I'm going to take you in. So he takes them in and all of them go and they fight back against the monsters. Let's be clear, this is Yukon Cornelius. Yes, you are. I'm not going to let that slide without mentioning um, the man's name. Because he is a misfit who loves being a misfit. And I think that's He embraces important. it uh, fully. I think I wrote a quote about it, but he I have to He embraces it fully. Let me find All right, it. but we do need okay. to get through the, like, the, stop, core, stop, stop. the, the core, core plot. S- plot of the story. They find a man who's willing to accept them as they are, and he <laughs> goes around with his little poodles and his reindeer and his ex-elves. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this will make more sense later. <laughs> and he decides that they are going to save the misfit toys and kill the snow monster, but not kill him, but just take a thief. And then they're going to go back to Christmas Town and be like, look, we fixed it. And then everybody's happy. Okay. What is it? Friday at the Apollo? So what else do we have to say about the clauses? I mean, Santa Claus is very rude. Uh, well, this is not the Santa Claus you know and love. No, it's it is what, not. Is what we're, we're telling. This is He's the story mean. we're telling here. He is a dick. Yeah. I, I mean, like, really. I found something interesting about him that I really do. Like, I think he's a dick. I've always thought in this. And they cut a lot of it out of the musicals that they air on TV. The way they talk, Burl Ives, as the snowman, <laughs> comes in at the beginning and he says, these are Christmas Town's number one citizens, Santa and Mrs. Claus. And it immediately reminded me of, in Harry Potter, the statue where the goblins and the elves and the centaurs are like, they're the wand carriers. 
It's like, yeah. this group is better than me. Oh, they are the king and queen. Yeah, I mean, the king, they're, they're sure. not literally, nice people. And you see them living in a literal castle, and they have one shot of, like, the poor Inuit people who are being blown away. In the and, snow. In the snow. And it's like blue blew over. Yeah. <laughs> Which is super. I mean, I mean who would have seen a snowstorm coming at yeah, the North yeah, Pole? I, I, <laughs> unbelievable. The word for it is toppled. Um, also, they were toppled. They were toppled. <laughs> um, also, I don't know if anyone, like, I'm not a horror movie person, but I do know that there's a famous horror movie called The Last House on the Left. And I love that they said they're like, oh, that's the first castle on the left. And I want to know if anyone else out there is like a horror movie fan. Like, do you think this is a reference? It might be. Um, it might calling be. out to the last podcast on the left. Is e- that yes. And that's okay. the only reason I know that that is a reference because I have never seen the movie and I don't <laughs> wish to. Also, Miss but- Claus constantly is like, eat, eat. I feel like she's a, an Italian grandma. Oh, she's totally is Italian. Is okay to well, maybe that? Jewish. I don't she's know. She's very right? Italian. Yeah. An Italian grandma, a Jewish grandma. It doesn't matter. She's like, yeah. she's, she's a bubby. Dark for sure. hair oh, yeah. with a bun. She's like super cool. Uh, but did anybody else? So the first time we watched this, I thought she came out real mean. Like I, they, the way they did her eyebrows, I thought she really? came out very mean looking and very aggressive in that first eyebrows. scene. Um, I think she's aggressive because she's fed up. Because let me tell you, Santa is like not doing what he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> and she's like, give uh, one job, one day a year. And yeah, you're not. And this is the this is the thing. You know, what do they say behind every great man is a greater woman? Mm. That's Mrs. Claus in this movie. The reason Santa is fat and jolly at the end of the movie is because she made him so. Because she knows that everyone deserves a fat Santa. So she is like, I'm going to do my fucking damnedest to make him fat. Because like, I'm going to bake cookies, I'm going to suck his dick, we're going (laughs) to get... But legit, out of the four things we know about Santa, like two of them are that he's fat and jolly, and she's responsible for both of them very directly. One of them is that he wiggles his nose, and the other one is fit down the chimney. Legit, yeah, she was very directly responsible. And this is the thing: she's obviously been married to him for quite some time, and I know this from being a partner of a person who does not listen to me it's like oh my gosh stop smoking like you don't listen to me and then she's like just eat and like he's not listening to her and i know that's very frustrating <laughs> um eat, eat the food <laughs> tina eat eat the food eat the food eat the, tina the food. Casey, wow. st- that was a well-timed uh, casey dynamite. stop smoking hey, yeah. um uh, you're that's a chimney you have to go down chimneys you can't be a chimney <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, should we oh, talk about? Wow, that was a well-timed um between the two of you. <laughs> Do you know who we are? We spent like a lot. six thousand minutes together this year. <laughs> that was disgusting. I, <laughs> I forgot that we. Are you that, disgusted I, by I me? Forgot are you disgusted? That, I forgot that that's how many minutes we've spent together. That's on air. It's that's on just, air, you, so it's you, not even that's close to the time. amount of minutes we've spent no, together. Are you upset about it? A little bit, <laughs> a little bit yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little trying to drown myself in my sorrows. Um, so wait, 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 wait. What was after the clauses? Did we cover the clauses? I feel like we covered the clauses. I feel like we covered the clauses. Well, clauses. let's we talk about the, the reindeers. Okay. Right. So we enter into the uh, Rudolph constituent, and it is mama and papa proud in the spring of their new baby and immediately papa reindeer which is donner i believe right donner yeah. donner oh yeah donna's boy who, Do- donna's who, i boy. mean like fuck donner right but yeah uh, somebody did 
Ooh. <laughs> oh. uh, but we don't know because she doesn't have a name. Rain, yeah. She's just a woman who yeah. needs to get home. Yeah. Uh, um. yeah. So <laughs> anyway, they have a baby, and uh, he is not happy with his son's, quote, nonconformity. I like that that's a quote. Yeah. Yeah. Nonconform. How do you feel about this? Because you are a boy, born to a boy, who's a proud... <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Turns out, listen, a lot of boy. I you. listen. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of boy on this podcast, but I feel like you're a boy that was born a to a boy, now. and all of you love sports. So it's like, how does it feel to be amongst boys that are like do the sports? Well, it's tough for me because I did always love sports. I I, I, I understand, mean, but yeah, I, I watch guys who don't love sports, and I I I mean, certainly now being an adult, you look back and you're like, damn. There's probably some fucked up things that we did back in the day. What did you do? Give me an well, example. <laughs> I just denied Rudolph access to all the reindeer games. We just didn't, didn't let um, him participate. That was one of my favorite lines. Yeah. <laughs> they, because, all right, so here's Where also. Comet legitimately. Here, he, I, because I love that they. Comet was the coach. They just sprinkled yeah. like lines from the song yes. into it whenever they fucking could. Um, and because that's the whole setup is like. Donner's like, we're going to hide this. Basically, like, I'm going to make you conform. And the thing is, Rudolph wants to do the things. He's that's, trying so hard. Yeah. He's trying really hard. And that's kind of why it makes me feel like it's more of like, because we talked about this, is is Rudolph's is he gay red or is nose, it racial? Is it a gay thing? Is it a racial thing? Is it a disability thing? It's like something that's making him, like, quote, unquote, like, othered. But, like, it's not kind of clear what it is, and it kind of makes me feel like it is either, like, a gay thing or, like, a disability thing, where it's, like, I'm kind of leaning more towards, I'm kind of leaning more towards gay, but, like, it's, like, this thing of, like, you have to hide this part of you, and he's, like. It's funny, because that's what I, that's what I, like, call for Herbie, the elf, because it's like, I want to be a dentist, and you're all not dentists, and everyone hates him, and they're like, why aren't you a dentist? You know, where it's like with Rudolph, I feel very much like it has to either be a disability or a a racial well, one of the funny things that so so donner there's a line in there and i don't think donner says it but the narrator says it where it's donner taught rudolph all the ins and outs of being a reindeer and what that, what that tells me is in the reindeer world and you know obviously it's applicable to real life but you are the the, the father has to teach a son all the ins and outs of being a man but in there they're talking about a reindeer reindeer is a person right not not a man or a woman or you know it's, it, they didn't right. he didn't teach him all the ins and outs of being a boy reindeer he taught him how to be a reindeer period the mother had nothing to do with it in that line that's and that's true. uh you know it's it's a pretty direct uh you know to, to what people go through where it's like this is it well in the 60s if you're a boy that's born your parents are saying this is how you be a boy person right which is crazy yeah yeah, well, because you weren't raised as a person. You're not tra- raised- trained to be a person. You're trained yeah. to be a man. Okay, I see right. what you're saying. That's very yeah. true. Well, and the thing that I like it, um, I think I like it more as like a gay allegory because like he, if we're thinking about him as like a gay reindeer and like the idea that like he's like, no, I still want to participate in all the things. Why can't you just like let me do the things? And they're like, no, no. It kind of reminds me of like 
gay panic of like, no, like you're going to make it weird and you're going to try to sleep with the whole football team. And they're like, what? No, that's not how it works. Yeah, I because know. his quote unquote no. disability has literally no, no bearing on no what they're bearing. doing. Well, it has nothing to do with I, it. That's why I struggle with it as a as a race allegory. Yeah, because I feel like he is still he still really likes Clarice. So yeah. I find it very hard like to pull it mm. as a gay allegory where I do feel that way for the elf. I do feel yeah. like him yeah. wanting to be a dentist is a really good gay allegory. But for Rudolph, I feel like it's a race allegory in the sense it's like you look different and therefore mm. yeah, there are women and men that can't let you on their sports teams and can't date you and it's Ooh. really sucky. That's I a agree. good point I agree with f- the dating thing. Yeah, and I think fully from the, the social aspect of what he goes through, that's true. The, I think the, the reason it's hard for people to see it that way it's is because, because... it was written in 1964. No, no, no. <laughs> because his parents are like, whoa, you have a red nose. You... you Two white people are not going to have a child and be like, whoa, you're black. So that's, that's, not, that's, that's not going to happen. Thing, I think almost it's like, right. Oh, so, yeah, it's, it's autism, hard. And now we're trying to figure yeah. out what it's like yeah. to have a well, child with all the beauty of Rudolph. You can read yourself in it in any sort of ways. Write your own story. Write your own. Write your own Rudolph story. <laughs> Is that what they intended um, in 1964? No, absolutely not. <laughs> their, in, their intention. was. That's what Burl Ives wanted. Um, their intention was work and conform. Um. <laughs> There's always tomorrow. Go to school, get Guys, an engineering degree. It, I have exactly a, I have a little questionnaire for you guys right. Ooh, okay about the reindeers are you ready okay this is literally about the song there's always tomorrow <laughs> that uh the 80 year old clarice sings <laughs> all of a sudden. i do like that she's like probably a couple months old like everybody else yeah um okay you're she's ready. definitely the hot girl on the block true or false the song there's always tomorrow has 12 lines true i would say true it's very sh- actually yes um, I don't know. Okay. I did feel like we were at that zoom out tree line for quite a while. 12 lines. Okay. I'm going to say true. It was true. Good okay. job. Okay. I, I committed very quickly. You did. I, I flim flammed a little bit. Are you ready? <laughs> Over under. The song is two minutes of the movie. Under. Oh, wait, two minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that would just be two minutes in general too. Mm-hmm. Um, Take it back. Over. It's definitely over. I'm going to say over. 100% over. It's under 151. Damn it, Jake. Damn it, Jake. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. True or false? The movie's transitions from talking to song are seamless. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a big false. I don't even need Jake to give me the answer for that one. I don't even know. There's not a harder false in this universe than that. (laughs) Um, okay. Yeah, Santa literally bursts into the thing. I was like, Donna, you got a new boy. Jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle. I hate you, Rudolph. I'm the king of jingle. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, yeah, that was wild. Uh, true or false? A line in the song is, we all pretend that rainbow singular has an end. True. I'm going to say that's, Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it's false. I'm going to say it's plural. It's too ridiculous <laughs> to be false. It has to be true. It's true. <laughs> it has to be true. Okay. True or false? True. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's cheating, Jake. It's cheating. <laughs> the artist singing the song was Janice Oristine, 
And although she sounds like she's 45, she was 16 at the time of recording. That's a hard true. False. It was Janice Joplin. And she was 35. And no. she was four at the time <laughs> of singing. It was a 16-year-old woman. 16. It's always tomorrow. Wow. I just thought I would play that little game with the you The pipes guys. on oh, that like girl. That. That's um, what a talent. She killed it. Okay. Clarice killed it. With what her was her really career did. after that? Um, then look gonna it up. To, you're going to have to cover her later. I looked up literally point. this. Is Rudolph this had a... a exclusive agreement she okay. couldn't play any other role she was like snow whited they're like you can't play any other role girl eyes disney her i want to be very clear though i want to talk about the reindeers a little more in their intricacy <laughs> i'm very concerned about the fact that anytime clarice talked to rudolph about things he yelled at her his first line was a yell at He's her He's very aggressive two times he she says something very calm and he yells at her and i just want to say that battered men batter women yeah i'm gonna uh, there's a lot of pressure oh, yeah. on the young lad I, his I parents agree. have been dicks the entire time he's been alive. No, so. not his mom. Let's be clear. Okay, the mom has been very nice. She wasn't she's great. Passive. She wasn't she's great. Passive. She's passive. Yeah. You know what? I mean, mm. Cheek. Would where, where is she? What's she doing? <laughs> she's kind of. I feel What's like, her name even? I feel like she's <laughs> kind she of like. Have a name. I kind of feel story. like she's like the wife of serial killers. You know what I'm saying? Who are like. I didn't know what Katie, he did. Not in the shed. everything's I about serial killers. I didn't know what he did in the shed. And people are like, "How did you not know?" Um, what happened to the other reindeer that was supposed yeah. <laughs> to, to lead Santa's sleigh? I'm interested. He had an accident. I care about it. I'm really worried about it because it feels like well, I, he yeah. is being abused by, and this is what happens. This is cycles of abuse. male Classic. athletes. He's supposed to be a good athlete, and the other yeah. boy athletes pick on him, well, and the coach athlete picks on him, and then he goes and yells at Clarice. And I agree that it was, think, it was very odd. But I will say, I don't. I think that also some of those other men are dicks, though, because I don't think that Rudolph's dad is battered, and I think that he is a dick to the mom. Well, you didn't see his you childhood, You don't know that he's not have, battered. I think we saw attention. that his but best friend, Comet, is a coach, and he's like, I'm going to make a man out of you. And they're definitely having an affair. But <laughs> um, I think that it's true. I think that what you're saying can be true, but I also think that we cannot limit men to being like you're only being bad because someone was bad to you i agree but i think a lot of, i i absolutely agree with that i just feel like okay. in this situation i feel like you have oh this, he's definitely taking it out on her yes yeah he's upset because the boys are picking on him and then he goes and yells at this girl who's like totally fine with him yeah and he's like she's like why are you yelling well, at me and he also kind of exposed his emotion for her in front of the guys and that's what got him exposed his nose exposed right because he was like she, she likes her- me she likes She's cute. I'm cute. I'm cute. then all of a sudden it's her fault oh why is it her fault because she got, because she got him all excited she, she, she got him, cruised him. him this is a classic you know, you should like this is a classic blaming the victim, Jake. Classic blaming the victim. I just no, I but feel I do like wonder. It's, it's, an right. it's well, an interesting segment. No, so of he, that. here's here's where I would take it. Is it, it like what we've been talking about? What do you think the intention of the movie was versus what we're talking about? Because the movie had no idea. What well, the right, fuck and they that's were what doing. I say. So like the movie, you, we're reading into this and go, oh, his dad probably was a dick to him, and he did. but do you think when they wrote those lines for Rudolph being an asshole to Clarice, do you think they had 
any uh, anything in their head was like, well, yeah, it's because his dad was mean to him. Or do you no. think it was just, this is how things work? Um, I do in the fact that I it, you cannot escape the fact that he was being super sweet to her and then he got embarrassed in front of everyone and then he was a dick. I think there is a very clear transition from yep. like, I'm shy and I like you to like, I'm excited because you like me too. And then it exposed. I don't secret. know that that's true because the first thing she says to him is your nose is different. And he goes, how is it different? And then she's like, oh, I'm just saying. And mm. then he has the flying incident where she kisses him and then he yells at her again. And it's like maybe his entire life people have been telling him to be something he's not. And now he finds this person who accepts him as he is. And it's like. Nobody gives a shit. I don't know. It's a very interesting, like, one, two. But obviously, I don't think the creators cared about that one. No, 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 well, that's no, what no, I no, wonder. No, no. It's like we read so much no. into this. And it's we like probably the no, writers of this show were like, no, this is just how life is. Thought. I want to be fair. That's not true. Yeah, and I also want to be fair to Clarice that, like, just because, like, Rudolph's going through a hard time doesn't mean, like, she's like, well, he's the freaking reindeer i picked so like i guess no I'm no and and while we're talking about reindeers is clarice a pretty much one-dimensional character oh absolutely i and don't that, well that's why i throw much. the question out there is there any female character in this entire movie that's not one-dimensional no i disagree i i absolutely agree there's no female character that's more than one-dimensional we don't get anything for Clarice, Mrs. Claus and I, yeah. the mom. And I think and if you, wanted, if you wanted to read into it, maybe you could pull something out, but I don't think the intention, oh, the intention was, is- I don't think the intention was to give any female character. Any and you can see it all. in the lines Ooh. that they pull. And I wonder too, because there's a whole part where like Donner is like, I got to go save my boy. And he goes off to try and find Rudolph when he runs away. And then the mom is like, I want to go too. And I'm sorry, Jake, can you pull the line really quick? I what does it. he uh, Allie, Jake, what, what does he say? Producer. What does he say? Can you, read oh. us, can you give us that yeah, line? So I did write down the line. So, uh, yeah, they're going off and, and you know, the, the wife, unnamed, of course, unnamed. It, mm-hmm. you know, basically wants to go. And he, he says, no, this is man's work. And she literally has tears in her eyes. She's crying. Oh, plenty of them. Plenty they went a little them. overboard in the tears. But actually. here's the interesting thing is she doesn't just go back into the cave. She goes, okay, Clarice, I'm going to kidnap you. I hope your parents are okay with this. And we're going to go too. And that is the, probably the one the one moment of depth of character for them. But then for you're really just like, I'm going yeah. to, I'm going to take I'm this gonna step, take even control. though my, even though my donor just told me, no, well, yeah. because I, I think it's the She's number totally one. She does it anyway. She's totally a Lilith. Oh, Quite she clearly. is a Lilith. I think <laughs> sure the, that's no- a reference to something. The number one thing I think we all understand is that if a woman has to fight for her spouse versus her child, there's no question. Yeah. In this movie, they even show it. There is not a question. Do not tell me I'm not going yeah. after my kid. Even in the 1960s. That's yeah. the answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all the 1960s thought about women. They had, <laughs> one, they had one thing, and they thought it was momming. Or feed it. Santa, you need food. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, what did you think? I love Papa. this accent you gave her. That's what she said. So Papa. Santa. <laughs> you need the food. So let's talk about the rigatoni. <laughs> I think. She is Italian. She is Italian. Italian Mrs. Claus. 
Um, let's talk about the journey because there's a runaway that I think is interesting because I mean, are we going to talk about the journey or the elves? I mean, all of it. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I thought let's we were do, going characters. Let's do elves. We... Let's do elves. Because I feel like you have to get to know Herbie before we get to the journey. For sure. Here. I'd like to throw out there that they all look identical except for Herbie. Yeah. I mean, I like there's a, str- there's a stray elf here and there, but essentially what they did was just, and I'm sure it was an animation thing. It was just oh, easier yeah. to do it. But they basically all look the same. Here's the very interesting thing about the elves is that, A, he looks like Conan O'Brien. Kirby. <laughs> yeah, so that comparison has been made. It has. I mean, on all sure. social media. Love but it. also, like, I just, the elves are very interesting because they just will not accept anything different. The thing is, like, about the elves is they are all born to do this thing. And it's like, that is your only choice. Uh, That's yeah. like, you don't have a choice in the matter. It's like you are born to be an elf who works in Santa's shop and he is born different. And he goes, I want to be a dentist. <laughs> and the thing is like, even if you're born different, you can't make an, a different choice in this world, right. which is a really interesting dynamic as like, he wants to live a different life, but he's, literally not allowed and but it's all put in a career sense which is something we can all relate to but it means that like it just (laughs) i love i also love when people like you know use it as like a capitalistic like allegory (laughs) because like he can't not work like apparently he has to make a living in this world well, yeah, because like, he's like, I want to quit and be a dentist. And they're like, you can't quit. But if you don't do this, you're going to be fired. fired. And it's like, well, wait, then just get fired. What are you doing? Right. What are the economics of this Christmas town? Ugh. I mean, there was literally a song called Silver and Gold where There's the squirrels no. were holding nuggets. I, if Planet Money has not done I hope they do. on Rudolph the Red-Nosed well, Because that was an interesting thing. Because there is a scene in the song Silver and Gold where they, the nuts, the, the squirrels are getting their nuts and they're weighing them against the gold and the, the gold obviously weighs more, but then the squirrel tries to eat the nut and it can't eat the yeah. nut. And there is a line in the song that's talking about like, what are things really worth? What is it really worth? What is it really worth? Well, and I, before we talk about the journey of all <laughs> That's what Herbie people, life, yeah. Herbie's life really comes down to. Herbie's what is it really <laughs> worth? What is it worth? Because, uh, uh, because Herbie's like, about- everybody needs health care. <laughs> I agree. Kirby's like, I just want to be a dentist. By the way, is there no dentist in that town? Everybody has rotted teeth. I mean, they're, they're all just so. eat, eating candy. That's candy. why their he's lips. He's a visionary. That's why their lips are so red. They have gingivitis. Mm-hmm. He's a visionary. Wow. He's wow. the he's the Steve Jobs of uh, the North Pole. <laughs> he's a visionary. I you didn't know you need it. How, as someone that is like living in the literal patriarchy, because I know <laughs> women, Katie. No, I love it. <laughs> Stop. Huge it's fan. the bee's knees. Huge fan. <laughs> For real. All right. Like, I think right. we have a situation where it's like there is a male elf who is told your job is not accepted. There's a male son who is told that you are not my son because of how you are. And I think that that is something that Katie and I can't relate to. So I'd really like to hear how you feel about this. Well, uh, I, to be honest, it's tough for me to comment on uh, because I've never found myself in either Rudolph's situation or Herbie's situation. Because you're and not, 
<laughs> You're not a misfit. <laughs> right. I, it's true. I've never found myself in the shoes of, of what would be considered a misfit. So it's hard for me to relate. Now I can say from, and you know, we touched on this earlier, but like from, from the perspective of somebody who was probably on the other side of that, I was probably on the fireball side. <laughs> fireball being one of the uh, one of the reindeer um, that gave the, that gave Rudolph a bunch of shit about one of the, one the, of the closeted nose. teens. Yeah, yeah, right. That, that was me. So you're a closeted yeah. teen. Um, I like that he was the only one. I like that nobody's nobody's upset that he has a yellow bowl like, cut. Bowl cut. Yeah. Everyone's like, you're red nose is weird and he's not like fireball has a yellow bowl cut and freckles nobody's talking about him everyone else looks exactly the same except for me and fireball How come nobody's talking to powder over there yeah. <laughs> like what so, but what? for real but no for, for real, for real. For what real. is it like to be that, part of that I, patriarchy complex I mean, sure, there's a lot of expectations. And that that's probably been the hardest thing for me as an adult is looking back and going, you know, what were what were the expectations on me? What did I expect of other, you know, boys, men in my situation? Um, and then just trying to wrap my head around the whole the whole societal view of that, you know, because it's like as a kid, you have one view, right? It's whatever your view was as a kid. And it shouldn't be any bigger than that. You shouldn't be expected to have a view outside of just, you know, a seven-year-old or whatever you are. I guess the best I could relate is the expectation of I was, uh, I, was I got pretty good grades as a kid. And as a, a, a young boy who got good grades, the expectation was you're going to be a doctor, doctor, period. And like that was the expectation. Was you're going to be a doctor. So I went to high school, went to college all throughout expecting to be a doctor and then, you know, third year in college realized I really don't want to do that. And and at that point, it was like, oh, now I need to rethink my entire life based on that. We've talked about the weird cult like situation with the elves where like <laughs> all they want to do is work. Um, no one's questioning their position except for Herbie. Herbie literally jumps out a window because apparently he's not even allowed to go out the door. Um, he goes out. He he's finds Rudolph. He's hiding in a snowbank. I don't know how hypothermia just doesn't exist. Neither does gravity. He's, yeah, neither does gravity because the freaking Christmas balls <laughs> fall into a hole, and pop roll back up out. Yeah. You'll um, know if you watch it. It's a really great, great but you scene. Cornelius, this is the journey. The, this <clears throat> is where the journey really starts because the misfits come together, which is the climax to encourage everybody. Of the show. We're just getting to where this story I, starts. <laughs> <laughs> and Basically, the, I mean, the best thing is that Yukon Cornelius. He's like. I don't care about Well, wait, wait, because they don't meet him until they... No. The, the two of them, we didn't really talk... It's the two of them meet. It's they literally meet. So 10 the Herbie, seconds after that. I know, but we didn't really... Ca- the, her, the Herbie and the oh, Rudolph, thanks. they meet. <laughs> so, the Herbie and wow, the Rudolph, wow. they meet. Didn't know there was going to be so much judgment <laughs> I'm really podcast. glad that you, okay. you stopped me for that. <laughs> and oh. so Woo! they meet, and they're like, we're misfits. And then they go, let's run away together. 
And then Let's they find a man. run away together and they find another man. And this man. Um, is a definite serial killer. Uh, no, this man does oh, not a lot of live people. by yeah. society's expectations of what you should be. Um, but you mean not killing people? He has people? a poodle Here's and a sled dog, This is Katie. why I'm going to say that sometimes society's expectations are in your benefit because he's like, I'm not going to live by society's expectations and have freaking huskies ride my sleigh. I'm going to have poodles and wiener dogs pull my soul but he doesn't away. care about misfits that's the whole deal the, uh, this is the thing right. i actually i'd like to see the movie about like how those dogs came to be his sled dogs if because... there's not a yukon cornelius backstory <laughs> out there we gotta make it we have because to make i don't know it. no it's the guy it's in so Toy important story too Remember the prospector yeah but he was the bad guy yukon cornelius is the good guy you think I mean, I do think he's yeah, a serial Yeah, claiming Yukon Cornelius is a good guy is a stretch. I only care about one color and it's gold. <laughs> Wasn't that in Django Unchained? Yeah. <laughs> All I want is that oil. <laughs> was that the sound of oil? That was him was licking the pickaxe. <laughs> because his pickaxe is basically uh, a boomerang and he just throws it and hits the snow and he licks it and he goes... <laughs> No gold in them hills. Then, you know, like you do with a boomerang? <laughs> yeah. But then Aslan is so mad at us. Uh, well, it's not Aslan. Let's be clear. What is, oh, I have Moonriser. Oh, it's, it's not Jesus, it's moon, Buddha. The Moonriser. Moon Who is it? Moonraiser. Moonraiser. Moon moon you're right. All right, so there's a lion the moon with Moonraiser. Okay. So basically, Yukon <laughs> and Herbie and the Rudolph, they all have to escape, and he gets his little pick out, and he picks at the thing, and the uh, the iceberg goes away. Well, they have away. to escape who? We haven't the even covered that. The abominable snowman. So- the, Otherwise the, known as the Bumble. <laughs> The bumble. And bumble's bounce. You gotta <laughs> escape the bumble. And they don't And what is a gay dating up? Bumble. Yeah. Oh. Bumble sink. This is I mean, what it all goes to the fucking top. It all goes to the fucking top. He rises, girls. He rises. <laughs> to the top of what? Jake, <laughs> capitalism. Producer. Um, gotcha, gotcha. I'm okay, so <laughs> basically they get away and they float away <laughs> to the island of misfit toys. We are the island. <laughs> okay. To be honest, as the island of misfit toys in and of itself is pretty much a filler in this entire Movie. I disagree. I think it's the end game. I think you could very much tell the story without the actual no. island of misfit toys. I think it's the end game. I think the story is Jack Skellington saying like, oh my God, I had a Halloween island and now I understand that Christmas is the best. But this is the thing. It would be different if he learned all that at Easter Island. Can anyone tell you know what me I'm what's saying? wrong to with To be fair, I, we haven't quite gotten there yet. Do you what's wrong yet. with the dog? No, don't. She cries a lot. That doll's perfect. She's beautiful. I'm telling you, it's because her hair's not braided. So basically, they get to the <laughs> island of misfit toys, and there's I'm a freaking monster. There's a goddamn Charlie in the box um, who nobody wants. There's an elephant with spots. There's an there's elephant a train with, with spots. An owl that swims. Actually, the freaking the the caboose with the square wheels gets me every fucking time. That poor caboose. Because he's like, I'm a train. He goes, but I got square wheels, and I lose it. I just love that line so much. What a laugh line. Apparently there's not a um, uh, sheet of sandpaper on the Island of Misfit Toys. 
It's like Yukon, you cannot do any woodwork. Are you fucking kidding me? You're you're a Viking. I don't believe that <laughs> you're you can't literally... I don't believe that you can't sand down <laughs> those wheels. You're a prospector. Um, and so basically they're all there because nobody fucking wants them. And it's like I don't believe that there's no child out there who wouldn't kill for one of these toys. I feel like Santa just wasn't trying hard enough when he was going around dropping them off. Uh, I'm gonna also, was it Herbie that made them? Because somebody had to make these toys. And from what I understand no. about the universe, no. the elves make the toys. They don't make every toy in the universe. Mm, they make they know? make Christmas you know? toys. Jake, how do you know? <sighs> I am an expert. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> Rudolph Universe. <laughs> they don't make every toy in the universe. They make Christmas toys and what Moonraiser does <laughs> can't believe that's just a sentence that came out of my mouth, but what Moonraiser does <laughs> is go and collect misfit toys from around the globe and well, bring them like back to Misfit uh, Island. You should have more wheels and like tickers. You can only expect so much of one Moonraiser. He does have a nice crown though. He does. It's a um, solid Aslan he's crown. A, he's, a, he's a true Aslan. Aslan never wears a crown. Because he's Jesus. Yeah. Je- of thorns. Jesus would never. Um, <laughs> of thorns is correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a very rural crown, and I love his wings because it was very unnecessary. Well, um, he's a Gryffindor plus I, crown. Plus Gryffindor! Yes. And I love that he is just basic, like, I don't even know what to make of him because he, I feel like he thinks he's doing a good thing. This is the thing. He's kind of like, no, I'm doing a good thing by hiding them away from the world. And but, then, th- but then they're his slaves. Yeah, the because the whole thing, he he's like, he's like, I mean, if a child really loved them, I guess I would let them go. But it's it's he's kind of like the Pharaoh, you know, and he's like, he's trying to be like, no, the freaking Hebrews, they love it here. They get to work. They get to live in Egypt, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> it's no, the best desert the out best there. Desert in the world. I mean, Five stars on Yelp. I don't know why this became an anti-Semitic allegory, but he's <gasps> basically like, no, they fucking love it. And the toys isn't were like, every Christmas but here's story the thing. an anti-Semitic allegory. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but the- <laughs> <laughs> Gotta cut it again. Oh, my God. No, it's great. It's great. I love it. Um, the but, poor ba- Jews. but basically, <laughs> he, I feel like he's doing that, being like, no, it's a good thing that I'm doing this. And then he's like, the only way they can get away from this island is if somebody loves them. It's like, yeah, but how's anybody going to love them if they're stuck on this fucking island? What child has come to the island of Misfit Toys? We Not got Herbie soul. and that's it. Um, but Herbie's an elf. One kid in 100 years. Yeah. <laughs> But then they all send them by the at the end they send them off of the Santa sleigh with umbrellas. Which, by the way, I I know we're not here to talk about plot holes, but <laughs> they they got to the island of misfit toys on a floating iceberg. You're telling me it was that close that Santa's never even heard of it? No, yeah. Santa, like he, he no, doesn't no, even no. know it exists. That's over there? not the point. Santa knows it's there. He just doesn't give a shit. He's ignoring it until when. Until, until some until, dentist and no, a reindeer says, Andy hey, guess what? Gets to the North Pole and says, deal with the kids. There we go. So. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Did you really do that just cut. so you could tag Ann Daniels? And, yeah, pretty much. I might have said And it. she can retweet um, this. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody should ever retweet this. This is terrible. <laughs> we should be arrested. Um, we should be arrested. Um, Thank you. Glad but... I came, everybody. <laughs> um, But. I love, 
Okay, so then they go to this island of misfit toys, and then they all have the the freaking Moonraiser is basically like, okay, I don't know what what to do. I don't know what to do with you guys, but like, here's a small cottage we have for exactly this type of scenario. So they go to this cottage. (laughs) They all sleep in one bed in this cottage, and Rudolph just sneaks away into the middle of the night. Spider Man, but I don't know why he's Spider Man. What is also? I don't know what kind of mattress they had because it must have been a Tempur Pedic because there's three of them in that mattress, and he snuck away with nobody noticing. That was a Tempur Pedic because. Spider-Man, anybody who ever follows any superhero, is they, they leave You could jump on that mattress and not spill a wine glass. sponsor us, please. <laughs> Casper mattress. I'm trying. So, so um, anytime... Spider-Man. Rudolph leaves. <laughs> but why does he leave? He leaves because... That's if good the reason. Snowman, he leaves for good reason. If the snowman sees his nose... He's going to kill all of his friends. But everybody knows that he can't get across the water. So how would he ever get to the actual island? Because they've got a duty. What is their duty? To mankind. I don't know. Uh, the you... point is, he thinks don't question if, he me. Leaves, if he leaves, he's <laughs> no. going to save yeah. everyone The point else. is, eventually they have to leave. And he knows if if they stay with me... I'm going to get him in a lot of trouble. And it's the typical hero story, the Harry Potter, the Spider-Man, the everything there ever is. So where okay. are we? Where are so we? So Rudolph in show? runs away. He has his Simba moment where he has shed his youth. Growing his horns, which he he's going to lose. He grew his, what we call big boy antlers. Mm-hmm. He grew his big boy mm-hmm. antlers. Mm-hmm. And then... Where does he go after that? Does he go just go? Well, to he find... hangs out for a while. With like, the like he's hanging out with polar there's bears. There's a nice ass just, shot, though. There's a <laughs> legit. The director we were just complimenting throughout the entire butt. movie until <laughs> they just did a straight up ass shot. There's a real <laughs> of him drinking out of a I river. I was a young warthog. Like, we don't even need to know that he's thirsty. It's fine. It's no. very good. Um, <laughs> it's very good. But no, he was so he's hanging out, and then he like what he goes to find. He goes back home, and then he finds out that his family has all gone to save him. Well, right? Santa, co- Santa comes in like Dumbledore and is like, yeah. nobody's here for Just you. so the timing makes no sense. No, it doesn't. I, I mean, they, they well, left like six months. months ago. No, they say eight yeah, months. Yeah, so eight months. So they've been out looking for eight months. It took him two days to get over there. <laughs> they couldn't, in eight months, they couldn't find him? Where are they looking? He's got a real bright nose. They're looking in one spot. Right. That's, that's the one thing. They're like, oh, yeah. he's got this big bright nose, gives him away. And yet you can't find him in eight months? Because he can't find someone who doesn't Pathetic. want to be found. Pathetic. Pathetic. Rudolph doesn't want to be found. I um, feel like he does. So he goes home <laughs> and Santa's basically like, everybody fucking dip because everybody hates you. JK, they love you. That's why they went to look for you. And he's like, I'm loved. And then he goes off. Love the and, humor um, you think they- Santa has in this, <laughs> this movie. And so he goes off and they are being captured by the abominable snowman, the Bumble. But he's literally like when we see him, he's trying to eat Clarice. He holds and her. And no, apparently has no been for three months. months. And no one is doing anything. Donner is supposed to be like master reindeer. And he's just standing there letting this happen. They act like it's a split second emergency. 
And it's like, well, <laughs> clearly he has had upon. them. He's had them for months. And now Rudolph is like split second decision. Do I save them? So basically uh, he comes in. Donner is just doing fucking nothing. <laughs> he's watching his daughter-in-law get eaten. Just standing there with, uh, what's her name? Mother. Oh, right. Mother. <laughs> Rudolph's mom. Um, and basically, like, okay, so this, it's such a crazy line of events because, like, Rudolph is like, ah, I'm going to save the day. But really, Yukon Cornelia saves the day because it, he basically kind of draws him out. Yukon just, like, hits him with a bunch of snow and some rocks, and he passes out. And then Herbie does come in with the dentistry skills. He does. And, he, and he technically, Herbie out. also dra- draws him out of the cave. But Ooh. you got to watch the you got to watch the movie you to just figure ha- out how that happens. <laughs> to get I'm, all the not, action. Yeah, we're, we're not, not going to spoil it. We're not going to spoil it. It's worth it. But basically, <laughs> I didn't even realize what happened. But then you just see the bumble come up and he's like clawing in his mouth. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And then Herbie comes up and goes, look what I did. <laughs> and he just has a pile of teeth. Yeah. And like a took, lunatic. What? And in reality, it took it took Herbie about I don't know I don't know twelve to eighteen seconds to pull <laughs> every tooth out of this monster's mouth. So bravo to him! He really you know, is he's a, a talented fantastic dentist, dentist. A, a I mean, natural. That's really the moral of the story. Dentist. Is if I mean, you want something, win, go did for he it. Win the party. It he was did. the it was the alternate title actually, the natural dentist. <laughs> I mean, if there. <laughs> but then, guys, I just um. The next moment in the movie is a horror film. Which, which, which moment? Are we talking oh, wait, when Yukon and him are we talking about diving off death? the cliff, or you, what are we? Yukon decides that for some reason this monster without a mouth needs to be drug over the hill. Yeah, and he he fights him to that hill. See, he attacks him hard, and and the worst yes. part is they're like he, so. He, I know this is not the point of what we're talking about in the grand scheme, but the the worst part about this is they take the teeth out and they're like, see, he's not really a monster anymore. He's not even a threat. (laughs) Yukon just goes gangbusters and is like, I don't care. I'm going to kill him anyway. (laughs) Chases him off this cliff. Yeah. It's just like, like, what the hell are you uh, doing, man? Yeah. I mean, it's like that wasn't necessary. My number one is that the entire crew is mourning right then, except for the people who didn't know him, which are half the crew. Which I love because they go, and they were all sad. It's like such a very blatant quote. And it goes, and they were sad. And it's like, well, actually, Rudolph's parents and Clarice have no idea who this fucking person is. Yeah. So, like, they're and probably. And he was about to eat them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. he was so, seconds away from eating Clarice. So I've... they're all sad except. Oh, boy. Here we this go. This is the this best is line. This, favorite line this is in the, the best. Movie. It really is so good. It's so, solid line. Allie, why do they have to go home? Because they need to get the women back to Christmas Town. <laughs> That's an actual line. That's an actual. It's line. a real thing that happened. They go well. They were gonna have a funeral for Yukon Cornelius, but we gotta get the women back to Christmas Town. The, the best thing to do is to get the women back to Christmas. They're too fragile, so don't let them experience any emotion for. They were just trapped in a cave. They were trapped in a cave. They were trapped in a cave for months. For eight months. We can presume. Eight months we can presume. Um, So, yeah. So, they go back to Christmas Town. And I love that we only get the actual storyline of, like, where Rudolph comes in 
in the last like five minutes. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. Where he's like, oh my gosh, it's so stormy out. And it's like, oh my gosh, I forgot that was even a fucking thing. How did you forget? The movie opens I, with newspaper clippings about how stormy Ooh, it is that year. Not only does it start off with newspaper clippings, and I'm so sorry to go back to the beginning, but I forgot about my other favorite <laughs> line where the guy's like, oh, <laughs> fucking Burl Irves. Whatever. Which, what the hell kind of name is Burl? <laughs> Burl Ives is the snowman who is obviously the narrator. And he's going... Oh, you haven't heard? He go, no, he goes, he go, <laughs> I'm sorry. He goes, oh, this Christmas is a good Christmas. It's not like that one Christmas, which was a terrible Christmas. But thankfully, Rudolph was there to save us. You've never heard of Rudolph, you say? Well, let me tell you a story. And I I forgot that that is like the whole setup. He's, he's like reminiscing, but then he's like shuddering at the memories, which makes me feel like this snowman who you don't actually see in the story is like, having horrible PTSD and he's like, I can't even think about it. Like how bad was that fucking Christmas? And this all comes after they showed uh, like human being newspaper clippings of of, like horrible storms. And it's like, well, you didn't have to bring human beings into this. You didn't. You could have literally ignored them. Um, but anyway, so everybody gets back to Christmas town. And the thing is what you need to take away is everyone has a profitable worth. Um, Rudolph, is going to light the sleigh, just as the song says, and he's going to save. But the, it's cloudy. He's going to save the day. It's cloudy. He's going to save the day. You haven't heard the song. He does it, and then even the bumble the has bumble. his own special purpose, kind which of. is putting the star on the top of the Christmas tree. However, which I ha- I can't even but imagine. Here's what bothers me. What bothers you is that uh, they have I been mean, doing uh, it obviously for hundreds of years and not had a problem. Yeah, that and among other things. So they, they show the bumble coming and they're like, look, what are you going to do? And he puts the star on the top of the tree. Great. Yeah. And as you point out, obviously they've done that before. That's, yeah. that's nothing new. But Ladders then, exist in this world. About I two minutes later in the movie, they have uh, the elves hanging up mistletoe on the ceiling, <laughs> and they're standing on each other's shoulders like dumbasses <laughs> when they have a bumble that could literally reach the ceiling. And yeah. it's like you brought him in for one thing. Use the bumble. Right. Uh, my also number Inefficience. one. Inefficiency. Uh, <laughs> Inefficiency is the number one cause of destruction for most American companies. It's I actually think, the theme of Rudolph. Yeah, <laughs> no, inefficiency. My number one sadness <laughs> is that, okay, so... <laughs> oh my god okay my number one sadness this is, this is a true thing all okay. right so katie and i when we talked about rosa parks we talked about the fact that it was like for a lot of white kids we were like oh so rosa parks got on the bus and said no i'm not moving and then everybody was like yes black people can sit on buses but like really it's right it was like racism is over it's done that's like what we were absolutely taught but it's like this is rudolph gets back and kirby gets back and everybody's like i'm sorry i treated you like that and it's like that's not the way life works like people are assholes through and through for a very long time and it just reminded me of that episode when i was are you watching saying it herbie is like rosa parks i will not say that. I'm not- <laughs> pretty much a shot for shot remake <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is I think that we all expect that. That's exa- that was a quote from Rosa Parks actually that's what that song was written about why am I such a misfit 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh. I, d- I do because I actually had it in my notes. Like he goes from literal rejecting, like it, it com- it's completely rejected, to then acceptance, to then being the hero. And it's like, what a unrealistic thing to happen in, in fifty minutes slash well, and nine you can months also, or whatever you can, this. <laughs> and you can kind of see the the quickness of it because he literally, like you know, like quote unquote, saves everyone from the abominable snowman, the the uppy, whatever, bubby, what is it, the bubbly, bumble. the bubby, the, bu- the bubble, and bubby. the bumble, yeah. and he saves everyone, and then he literally just does something that his body cannot control, and his nose blinks, and Santa's like, God, what is wrong with you, Rudolph? And he goes, I've been back for five seconds. You were just celebrating me, and then he's like, Hold on. I can profit off that. <laughs> I can take full advantage of I your can take, this is the uniqueness. Thing. Yeah. It, peop, the whole thing of the thing is like people in power will take advantage of your gifts. But nobody writing it actually thought any of these things Well, yeah, true. definitely. But yeah, in 2020, what would Rudolph be? He'd be an entrepreneur. <laughs> He'd be taking advantage of his own gifts. That's no. the lesson here. No, don't he, let somebody else. This is not the twenties. No. Don't let somebody else take advantage of your gifts. Rudolph, take advantage of your own. No, gifts. Rudolph would be like a graphic designer for McDonald's. Someone who's like, I had such high hopes and dreams, and like, I had high, high hopes. Not for to a say, minute. not to say that if you're a graphic designer for McDonald's, you're any less. I think you're wonderful. But like, I feel like I've seen that so many times with like my artist. Friends. I love that you think somebody that's a graphic designer <laughs> is listening to yeah. this podcast going, God damn it. <laughs> They're calling me out. But you know, you I feel like, why that. would Katie just, say that about me? <laughs> so rude. All right. So we have the end of the movie now. Yes, I feel like, toast. I feel like we need to toast a character from this movie. Oh boy. Um, Let's start with Allie. Oh, Allie, who would you like to toast this evening? Okay. My toast is for Mrs. Claus. Mm. I think that it is very hard to be the wife of an absurdly famous person and know that you literally run the shit. Yeah. She is the, pretty much the queen of Christmas Town in this show. And as much as I hate the fact that they, the two of them together are dictators, I think that she gets zero credit for the amount of work that she does to yeah. ensure that children around the world are happy. And I think that my toast is going to Mrs. Claus. There we go. So cheers. Cheers, cheers to Mrs. Claus. Hmm. All right. All right, so I'm going to go next because okay. I certainly don't want to close this out. <laughs> I am going to cheers the toast. bumble. Yeah, the bumble. The bumble. The bu- a toast. I'll toast the bumble. <laughs> so I probably the most misunderstood character mm. of this entire movie, the poor mm. bumble. I mean, he doesn't even call by his real name. He's the abominable snowman. I give him, give him some respect. I, I assume him, actually. I don't know. Yeah, right? that's true. Could be could be Mrs. Abominable could be, Snowman. Could be they know. there. Yeah. That's a snow person. there. And it's, that's a, yeah, a, a, snow, a bumble person. Bumble person. He's a bumble person. So I, I'm going to uh, cheers the bum or toast the bumble. 
um, because you know we just we we need a backstory and we don't have it. We do. And was one of those teeth just rotten and causing him a lot of pain, and for him to be really angry? You know, I actually thought for a moment, even when I was watching it, knowing the whole story, I thought for a moment it might be a uh, like the the lion and the mouse situation where he pulls yeah. the thorn out of the foot. Yeah. I thought that's what was going to happen, and it just didn't. Yeah. So that's it's funny because I think I have put that storyline. I thought that that's how it ended because I haven't seen it in such a long time. And I was like, yeah, well, he pulls the rotten tooth out and then the bumble's all nice. But that just wasn't the storyline. So, yeah. So cheers. Cheers to the bumble. All right, Cater Potato, what you got? All right. I mean, I'm going to toast Rudolph's mom because she shows her emotion. She is upset. That Donner tells her that she's not allowed to go on this rescue mission. She doesn't even like the this. Name is the Rudolph. thing. She's she, like, oh, that's yeah. cute. This is the thing I like about Rudolph's mom. She sheds her tears. She has her moment, and then she goes off and she's like, no, but I'm still gonna do something because you can be emotional and be confident and go do what you need to do. Because I feel like sometimes, like people think that like the female protagonist should just like not show any emotion. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to cry. Crying is okay. <laughs> I've cried a couple times today. <laughs> um, but let me tell you, I still get my stuff done. So I'm just going to toast her because she cries. She has her moment. And then she goes off and she finds that fucking kid. Or lets him find her. Cheers. So cheers. Cheers. To that. cheers. Rudolph's mom. Cheers to all right, my friends, this has been the Holiday Spectacular. Um, it's a bizarre. This is a, bu- this a was a bizarre. It's a bonanza. Actually. Yeah. It's a bonanza. It's a bonanza. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope you... None of you have listened this None far. of you have listened this far. We're very but we sorry. we love you. Um, They've all made it this far. And I want to thank, <sighs> thank you, too, for having me on today. This oh, you're was, so uh, It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed myself and uh, hope to do this again you're someday. You're literally our third favorite person. That's true. I mean, after the two of you, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I would be lucky to be considered third. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm glad nobody listened like, this far. Follow, request. Yeah, like, follow, request. You can do us on all the things. Guess where you can find us. On Guess where? Oh, my God. Clearly Spotify. Yes, you you're too? right. Spotify. We're all over the place. We're everywhere yeah. you can find us. Go share your Spotify stats for Please the year. Please do. We love it. Because so many it. people have, and it's been amazing. We're it's sharing really every incredible. single one. Yeah, so if you listen to us for any kind of minutes, just let us know. Uh, we love it. Um, and join us for the start of our next season next week. This was a little break just so we could have a little respite. We really need to plan that immediately. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Um, but thank you for joining us and we hope to see you next season and we love you happy holidays and never forget that well behaved reindeer do not have eyelashes up to their forehead no they don't Clarice was a bad bitch she was a badass bitch wow Clarice really makes history well no Clarice makes history but the girls without the girls without it they rarely make history yeah Get your shades, girl. Get your shades. Get your magnetic eyelashes, which apparently are a thing. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.
listening to Her Story on the Rocks. We are independently produced by 1986 Entertainment and proudly recorded in Baltimore, Maryland. If there's a woman in history you would like us to cover, you can email us at herstoryontherocks at gmail.com. You can also message us on Twitter or Instagram. We post all of our cocktail recipes on Tuesdays so that you can go get all the supplies you need and drink along with us. See you next week. Bye.